We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With money and haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brand Bigs. Brand Bigs. Talks football with you. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Store. Brad Biggs is the football man for the Mully and Haw show today. And he is a uh, he's a longtime contributor to the station, a valued friend, and a great journalist who writes things that you want to read. And unfortunately, the Chicago Tribune is going to be on strike today, so we won't be able to read Big Z for a day, but we can talk to him. And he joins us now, as all guests do, on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Big Z! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, it's great to talk to you, and uh, and we value everything you do, and we value everything the journalists from the Chicago Tribune do. And we just talked to Chris Bogosian, the associate sports editor, who's working with the the Guild, and it was um, it, it was an eye opening uh, conversation for a lot of people, getting a lot of reaction to it. Brad, uh, I know it's a, a difficult situation to address, but. I, I'm sure with 97 percent of the uh, of the the uh, workers walking out, I'm sure that it is, um, you know, for a guy like you who just wants to write, I'm sure it's a difficult time. Yeah, it's frustrating, um, but you, you're put in a position to almost backed into a corner when uh, you work for a company in Alden that um, seemingly doesn't want to negotiate in good faith, a company that um, wants the newspaper to be profitable and really isn't interested in what it means to the employees. You know, when you talk about um, they haven't uh, given raises to the vast majority of workers in coming up on six years. Um, they they don't want to provide a basic cost of living uh, increase in contract negotiations. If anybody's noticed, the cost of living has jumped a little bit in the last five, six years. Just uh, open your eyes on the next trip to the grocery store. So 
It's unfortunate because, you know, in sports, we kind of deal with the fun stuff. And uh, but it's important stuff, right? Because people are invested in it. We spend a lot of time talking about it and and people uh, consume their time uh, as sports fans. But in other sections, you talk about the news side, you're talking about journalists that um, are government accountability, things of that nature, serious stuff. And that Alden's gutted some of the news, the, the staff's. And when you talk about staff reductions and people leaving and simply not being replaced. And, and so fortunately, we're joined by uh, journalists at other all the newspapers uh, around the country. Well put, Brad. We're glad you're working for us today because we have some Bears things to talk about. People are wondering. And we asked during the pick six to switch the topic back to the Bears. This offensive coaching staff that they put together has some experience. And I think that, to me, is one of the biggest reasons you can believe that there could be progress around the corner. Shane Waldron, Thomas Brown, Kerry Joseph, there are guys who have done this job before. It won't be the first game that Shane Waldron has called plays like it was for Luke Getze two seasons ago. In your mind, what is the biggest reason for uh, for uh, Bears fans to believe that this is progress when you look at that offensive coaching staff? Well, I, they're leaning into the Sean McVay offense here, right? Like that's that was clearly the goal when you looked at the list of candidates they spoke to for the offensive coordinator position. And then you look at the moves they've made. They've got Waldron. They've got um, Thomas Brown, who quickly became an assistant head coach for the Rams under McVay. And um, guys that have worked with Waldron. So you, you look at the new additions and the, and you've got Waldron and and four other offensive assistants. Well, the the only uh, outlier is the wide receivers coach, Chris Beatty, who, who spent three years with the Los Angeles Chargers. But I, I said this going into this sort of coaching uh, turnover on offense, like the number one thing for the Bears this offseason is, is getting the quarterback right. If they get the quarterback right, this thing will work with Waldron and it would have worked with any of the other offensive coordinator candidates that they interviewed. It might look a little different, but it would work. Uh, so if they get the quarterback right, this will be a transformative uh, off season for the franchise. Yeah. And, and, you know, if they get the quarterback right, everyone is going to say, wow, they did a great job. They did a wonderful job coaching the quarterback. If they don't get the quarterback right, everyone's going to say, oh, they, they can't should've. coach. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just the reality of life. The players have such an impact. And um, I, I just believe that it's going to be fascinating to see uh, how this works out and what their decisions are. And I know and you wrote about it, Bragg, that there's such a debate among um, Bears fans as to what the answer is, what they should be doing. Uh, it, it's, you know, we talk about it on a daily basis, and it, it's the most split-down-the-middle subject, keeping <laughs> Justin Fields or drafting Caleb. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if it's split-down-the-middle. I, I don't. I, I think the um, – the side that wants to see them trade down, uh, 
add more talent and build around Justin. I think that side is extremely vocal. They're very interested in getting their point of view out there and, 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 and very good at that. Very thorough. Um, but just really, really loud. I think the other side is like, well, I, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think they need to draft a quarterback. And April 25th is a ways off, so I'm not going to get too caught up in this right now. And so you have people that um, are probably interested, but not to the point that they want to get in a uh, rock-throwing match uh, <laughs> over the Twitter machine on it, if that makes sense. It does make sense because I think that is – typical of the kind of things that you get in terms of feedback people are going to call when they complain they're going to write letters and emails and tweets when they're upset about something and I think to that degree there's a lot of people upset about the idea that Justin Fields a very easy guy to like and support is likely to be traded or or replaced so I, I do wonder Brad I think it's a good point if the debate is 50 50 i think it is from our point of view because we we get so much of that back and forth but i i I don't know if they did one of these independent gallup polls right if bears nation would be in favor of caleb williams or justin fields likely moving on from justin fields yeah like you know the folks i know that are interested in the bears and there's a lot of them a lot of them you know, they come up to me, hey, what do you think they're going to do? And and I'll say, well, you know, what what do you want to see them do? And then we could talk about it. I mean, it's like ninety percent those folks want a new quarterback. So I, we'll see. I've seen uh, Ryan Poles here. Matt Eberflus got into town on Tuesday. It's an interesting group of quarterbacks here with Michael Penix and, and Bo Nix from Oregon. Neither one of those guys are going to be candidates to be uh, the the top pick in the draft, but they're interesting quarterback prospects. There's some um, good offensive linemen here. You know, it's a it's a good group at the Senior Bowl uh, this week, and it's going to be happening fast because when when this week wraps up, you're looking at being, I mean, you shoot you're less than a month away from the combine kicking off in Indianapolis. And and that's when pre-draft preparation really gets into high gear. Uh, You know, it's, it's fun to imagine what the bears can do with the first overall pick and two picks in the top 10 of the draft. And and I think we're busy identifying players, et cetera. Um, You know, if, if they add more picks, whether that be uh, trading one of the high top 10 draft picks, whether that be trading Justin Fields for whatever you are going to get, which would be more than maybe people thought, according to some of the reports. There's a list of players to fill in this draft. They need more picks. And I know that sounds crazy because the picks are so good, but they, they kind of need more. They got to figure out a way to fill some of these positions and you do it through the draft and, and I would be surprised if they don't add um, more in the later rounds of the draft. Yeah, I don't think you can criticize the trade that was made back at the deadline to get Montez Sweat. 
and understanding what it cost them, which was the second round pick that goes to the commanders, and then understanding what they had to pay Sweat to keep him in place and prevent him from leaving via free agency. But there's a number of different positions I've been looking at, and and this has happened for a couple weeks, guys, where I've said to myself, boy, this is an interesting player at a position where they, they really could use some help here. And then I kind of take take a step back, look at it, because you're, you're trying to make it make sense, right? And I'm like, well, they don't have a second-round pick. I don't think they have a shot at this guy. Mm-hmm. And and that's been at a, at a couple positions, fellas, where – so the appeal to trading down at some point and trying to add a little more depth to the draft class, and if, it, they've got a good group of picks they're working here that with. This is not a – uh, to, to say they're in a bad spot at all, but finding a way to add a little bit more w- would make sense. I don't know if there's a path for them to get back into round two, guys. That it right. just it might not happen. Uh, and the, but the trade-off's worth it, right? The trade-off is is Montez Sweat, and that deal appears to be well on its way uh, to working out for Ryan Poles and the Bears. Really wanted your opinion on what happened in Detroit, Brad. Ben Johnson decided to stay with the Lions as the offensive coordinator, as well as maybe what you think overall about the head coaching carousel this offseason because there have been some hires that have maybe been surprising. The big names are out. The new guys are in. Ben Johnson staying in Detroit certainly will have an effect on the Bears season. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't buy the uh, unfinished business thing, right? Right. Like, I'm, 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 you know, like, hey, dude, we've all got unfinished business, buddy. Um, <laughs> it, it, that just, get out of get out of here with that with that. It, but it ought to help the Lions, right? It'll it'll make the Lions a little bit better. I I wonder, and I'm not pretending to to know his motivation here, but he's a young guy, right? He's still in his 30s. He he wants that perfect opportunity when he becomes a head coach. They all do, right? They, every single one of them wants that perfect opportunity. Well, I, I don't know if that unicorn is out there. Like a lot of people wanted a pony uh, for Christmas when they were six. I don't know how many of them got it. So maybe he looks at it and he says, it's, it's just not right for me now. You got to be careful playing that game. You really do. Uh, I believe Ben Johnson will be in demand. People will be interested in his services a year from now. But what if the quarterback struggles next year? Mm -hmm. What if he hits a slump? What if they have some injuries on the offensive line and there's not as much time for Jared Goff and they have a receiver go down and all of a sudden that explosive offense that was pretty powerful for darn near the, the entire season looks kind of more average. What if people get a beat on what he's doing a little bit? Maybe then you're not in demand as much. And and the guy that, to me, looms is a huge target a year from now would be Mike Vrabel, unless something unexpected happens and he's hired by uh, the commanders. I believe we talked about it last week, guys. He's an experienced coach that's had success. He won Coach of the Year honors a few years ago. The Titans have got to pay him this season. So he can um, take his time, get in the football lab a little bit, figure out who might be interested in going with him next year. 
and Mike Vrabel at the end of December and beginning of January next year could be the guy that's sitting there saying, well, I I think I'm going to have my pick of jobs, and, and this spot looks pretty good to me. You know, we talked about this idea that um, Mike McDonald, hired in Seattle, becomes the youngest coach in the NFL at age 36. He replaces Pete Carroll, the oldest coach in the league, who was literally double his age. And you look at um, you look at Jared Mayo, he replaces the second oldest coach in the NFL, and Bill Belichick, who's 71, and and you are talking about the second youngest coach in the league. Is is that just coincidence or are teams looking for some kind of, you know, unicorn type guy? McDonald, listen, you know, guys that have been defensive coordinators at the Ravens usually do pretty well as head coaches over the years if you look at it. So it might be kind of this under the – uh, radar type great hire, and I know he's highly thought of, but he's very young. Is that is that yeah, an oddity? Well, it, what do you think? Well, but the first thing I think is it's probably bad news for those hoping Ditka returns in the near future. <laughs> with with the with the old coaches going out, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's an oddity. I think you're looking for what's one of the first things you're looking for. You're looking for a coach that connects with the players and. It doesn't necessarily mean that a younger guy is going to do a better job of that, but here's a couple younger examples that um, do appear to be doing it, and I think that was one of Pete Carroll's strengths uh, is is even at his age, Pete Carroll reached the players uh, in his locker room. Mayo is a guy who had been in place there for a while, uh, obviously played under Belichick and coached there, so that's a little – uh, different to me, but we have seen some of these first-time coaches get a little bit younger over the last decade or so. And and who's at the forefront of that? Well, you know, Sean McVay, the guy who the Bears are trying to pattern uh, some of their offensive changes after. Good stuff, Brad. Great stuff, Brad. Thank you, buddy. Always great to talk. Have a great day, guys. You too. That's our guy, Brad Biggs. I think there are ways the Bears can get into the second round. I do think there are two things specifically I could mention as possibilities. Do it. Trade Justin Fields. That's definitely a good possibility. Then, if that doesn't happen, even if it does, you have your number one overall pick, you're probably going to take the quarterback. You got your ninth pick. What if there's a run on quarterbacks? What if there's three that go in the top five, top seven? Yes. What if a team at wants to move into the top ten Fixated on a quarterback, whether it's Bo Nix or uh, Penix Jr. or J.J. McCarthy. What if you are the Bears sitting at nine and you know a team is fixated on going up to get a quarterback? All of a sudden, you're back in the second round. All of a sudden, you're moving back in the first round. Maybe you can leverage that pick after you get your guy at the number one overall position. Maybe after you get your guy, then you're open for business. There's a third way of doing it. There is. Trade the number one overall pick, and you're going to get a king's ransom. I like that option the least. I know you do, but I'm just for fairness. I'm not promoting that's what they should there do. You, go, you being know, fair and balanced. You know again. how you know how that's I true. feel. That's true. But I'm just saying, if we're looking at it, there's there's a third solution. Not not the, the ideal one. I got it. And, and you're right. You're right about that. 
But if you're trading the number one overall pick, the second round pick that you get in the collection of picks that you receive is kind of like, oh, by the way, you're going to get two firsts, oh, and a second, and a, and, and, and a player. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Haw on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mully and Hall flashback. 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 What did you say that they got for Sam Darnold? A second, a second a fourth, fourth, and a sixth. And a sixth. Yeah. Second, fourth, and sixth. And, and so say you're going to get minimum that. Let's just say you get more because Justin's a better player and has done a lot more. Mm-hmm. So you get more of that. So you're going to get two, three starters there. Plus, you still got the no- other number one pick. And now you got money to go sign somebody or sign one of our guys that's right. up. You know, so no, I, I get it. In the big picture, um, if you start checking boxes, it, it, it may go that way. I, I don't know. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670. The score, that was a conversation we had a while back with uh, with Coach Wanstead, and it's, you know, there are methods, there are ways, uh, David, to build up more draft pay. It, the thing is, and, and this is a problem, you get greedy. Like, the Bears have a really good situation, and I'm just getting greedy because I think, what, when's their last pick? The fifth round or the sixth round? You know, get some of those picks at the end of the draft. That's where you're going to Yeah, you always your, want a ton of picks. Get, I mean, get that, your that's, punter, that's get every your, general manager. Yeah, I know. They're going to covet those picks. I know. You do have opportunities, though, and the options that we outlined in the last segment are among them. You could trade down, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, obviously there for, for consideration. Justin Fields, what he would bring back in return is probably – uh, a source of as much debate as, as what they're going to do, and maybe even more curiosity than than what they're going to do at the quarterback position. I think there seems to be a, a consensus building, even though the fan base, as Brad said, is loud in support of Justin Fields about what they're going to do. But, Molly, I wonder about the option that I suggested or I'm cu- most curious about. When you're drafting ninth and you have teams that are fixated on a quarterback or one position mm. – 
you, know, you start to wonder how many quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10 picks of the draft. Right. And you could easily envision Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams being gone before you get to five. Yeah. And then maybe Michael Penix Jr. is the next one to go off the board. We don't know what the combine is going to produce. Maybe Bo Nix is a creation. Maybe J.J. McCarthy flies up. But there's going to be a team that convinces – there could be a team. There likely is will be a team that convinces itself, we need to move up. We need to give up whatever they want. And Ryan Poles is going to know who the, those teams are and probably take advantage because at that point in time, you can recoup some of your draft losses, if you will, that you had to pay to get a guy like Montez Sweat in town. Yeah, I, I you know, here's the deal. It, you know, the Bears have two picks in the first 10, which is awesome, including the first overall pick, which is phenomenal. But then you wait till number 75, then you wait to the third round. I, and listen, I will never suggest that they shouldn't have made the move they made with Montez Sweat. I... I Montez Sweat is a it's that's a win, man. That is a really good move. He is he's like a very hard working, relentless type of player. He's a competitor. You pay the guy a hundred million dollars and he's still working his arse off. He's not he's not one of these guys who signs a deal and then retires to it. So I got absolutely no problem. That's a They've already hit a home run out of the draft by trading that second-round pick. That's a win. Yes. but And they got another pick in the fourth round. So you got the 110th overall pick and then 122, and then you pick 142 in the fifth round, and you're done. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, and, and I know, you know, I, I, I don't want them to dominate the sixth or seventh round. I'm just saying. That might be where you're going to find a punter. That might be where you're going to find someone that can aid you and surprise you in that round. The, the potential to get, you know, you already got a great pass rusher. The potential to get two more starters in the top 10. If you, if you draft a guy in the top 10, you expect him. You to are be a not starter. going to be defining this draft. Right. On your sixth or seventh rounders. No. You no. can find a punter. Not, not even on your numbers, right? Not, not, it's not going to be about quality. Oh, my God. They got 12 or, draft picks. This, this oh. is not going to be about quantity. Yes. It's going to be about quality. Yeah, That's the kind of draft this is shaping up to be. Good. Great. This is not the offseason to – let me rephrase that. Yep. If you chose to go into this offseason full of optimism and hope, I'd understand it. If you went into this offseason willing to suspend your skepticism and cynicism about everything about the Chicago Bears that they have earned over the last two decades and longer, I would get that because you're in a great position. You have two choices. You can make a good decision or you can make a better one. And that's the luxury of having the number one overall pick and a starting quarterback under contract. A guy you can win the division with, oh, you might be moving on from him to draft a guy you think you can win a Super Bowl with. Right. That's that, a good that's, spot to be in. That's the decision you have to make. And and again, you know, having the options, it's a, just a great position to be in. Using them correctly is the key to the whole damn thing, right? I mean, how many times have we seen a draft? When was Mahomes drafted? How good is that? I know. Guy? I just I, say. I have to say, though, you are getting to me because every time over the weekend and then in the playoffs, 
that I see some punter uncork a beauty that hangs up there long enough to draw rain and it bounces inside the 10. I'm like, the Bears need one of those. You know, I'm, I mean, they may never have to punt if they make the right decision <laughs> in the draft. That's, they got the new coaching staff. That's true. Really, if they're, they draft, may, if they're drafting a punter, are they thinking positive? Yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's an afterthought <laughs> late position. But, I mean, if you watch the game, there are guys out there that are unbelievable and you probably need an upgrade. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying that's the NFL. The NFL is – Unless you're a top guy at that position, they're looking to replace you. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. As simple as that. Yeah. It, That's hilarious. It, it just is I, one I, of those things. I've ruined you with the punting. Not yeah. ruin, not ruin me. Just, you, know, you, you open your mind a little bit wider to respect punters and kickers, and I need to do that a little bit more. It's a good yeah, – check I, yourself. Yeah, okay. Let's get to the phone lines. Paulie's waited patiently. He's on the Odyssey app. Hi, Paulie. Hey, guys. Great show. Thank you. Um, you just referred to the Bears being greedy. You made me laugh. Greed and jealousy are the two worst emotions. All you have to do is ask Dan Campbell. <laughs> well played. I called because the Arlington Heights issue. And I always like when you guys like to discuss money. And the Bears, oh boy, they love to save money. So here's here's the dynamic and why they, they wouldn't pay fields if he were Joe Namath. And they can't afford to, and I'll tell you why. <sighs> Ginny is 101. She's going to be passing soon. I'm not going to be disrespectful here. The Bears are but you just called you just called Virginia McCaskey Ginny. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be, be disrespectful. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no, she's going to be passing soon. Wow. The minute she passes, the Bears get sh- the the Bears heirs get first shot at that five percent. Her five percent. Say the Bears are worth six billion now. That's three hundred million. What they are. What they are kind of hoping, boy, that sounds bad. But the sooner she passes, the better for this reason. Okay. We, are, well, what's, sorry, it, uh, we, we got to. Yeah, we're up against a break. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where you're headed with that. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, we, it yeah. was kind of getting into uncomfortable territory anyway. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. You think? Well, I don't, I don't know that that's a fair Let's go back to talk about the draft and prospects. Yeah, we're going to bring in uh, 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 David uh, Sivertson from Our Lads. He's down at the Combine. What I love about Our Lads, we've talked about this, is they understand traits. They understand when they put their draft together the traits of the player and how that matches the team. And there are a lot of guys with traits at the Senior Bowl, and we're going to talk to him next because he's down there. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. Yeah, I man, I just want my presence and my command to to be felt, you know, in everything I do, the way I operate, the way I lead out here, you know, um, just show that each and every day and just showing that I'm willing to compete at the highest level. You know, um, I love doing I love doing this, man. Football is it's my love, man. So I just want to show them that this is uh, what I truly love to do. And, you know, I love to do it at the highest level. And, um, man, that's what you're going to get out of me. You know? yeah. You're going to get a, a competitor that's that's going to that's gonna come win football game. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That is Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback 
from Washington. You saw him in the national championship game, and he is at the Senior Bowl. One of the big names at the Senior Bowl. Now, a guy like that, let's see how the medical goes uh, when when <laughs> you get to Indy. Up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but we are delighted to welcome in David Sivertson. He is with our lads. Uh, we both value our lads uh, draft guides and all that stuff. Go to ourlads.com. I mean, it really is top shelf stuff. And David's got his first uh, a mock draft out, and he's down in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Looking at players, and he joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I am doing great down here. I'm on day three of the Senior Bowl. Uh, It's been a beautiful, sunny day. I have sunburn on one side of my face because we're not allowed on the other side of the field, so I look pretty funny. (laughs) But good (laughs) Good thing. Good thing this is a, uh, a a phone call and not a video call. <laughs> That's great. Well, we are interested in the guys with traits and the guys the Bears may be looking at. And who's the best defensive player down there? Who's the best defensive player in the draft? So the answer is one player. Uh, currently, our, our player, best player down here is also the best defensive player in the draft. And this is Leia Latu, Latu from UCLA, a defensive end that may not jump off the, the sheet when it comes to the measurables. His, his, he measured in a little shorter arm than I thought he would. Um, he's not going to win the scouting combine. But when you talk about a pass rush skill set and the techniques and smooth criminal handwork that he shows, he is unblockable down here. And there are a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft, and there's a lot of good offensive linemen down here this weekend, potential first-round picks. He looks to be on a different level than all these guys. And this is our top defensive player at this point in the process. And and you've got him going fairly high, right? You got him going. I thought I saw your your mock. I think you had the Giants taking him at six. What I love about your mock draft is you're not following everybody else. You got Marvin Harrison Jr. going number one overall because you consider him the best player in the draft. So the Bears, if they stay there, take Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, that that will change as we get more information and things go on. But you're not just trying to predict what everyone uh, should do for their team. You're also aware of uh, of what the traits are of different players, and and he is a phenomenal talent. Right. I mean, we, we, it would take us an hour to, to go through what I think the Bears are going to do with that number one pick to, uh, with Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels. Even do they trade him? Do they stay? But for the sake of a mock draft at this time of the year before free agency, which in some ways is kind of foolish because so much changes over the next couple of months, but it's a great talking point. It's part of the business. And I try to keep things simple and because if not, I'm going to keep myself all n- up all night with every single pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. I think he's the best wide receiver to come out since Jamar Chase. And I think he can reach that level, that elite true number one level within the first year or two of his career in, in an era where economics rules all, you know, get the most bang for your buck. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be one of the top values, not only on a Bears roster or whoever he gets drafted by, but in the entire NFL, because wide receivers are now being paid what quarterbacks were paid five years ago. I mean, th- these, these contracts continue to rise, just percentage of cap spending. And to get a resource like Marvin Harrison in an offense that needs more playmaking ability, uh, let, let's not lie about that. 
Uh, I think he is the, the best player in this draft. And when you're sitting at number one overall, you have to consider consider it a strong possibility. And just like my Twitter handle says, you know, I, I'd rather be right or wrong about my opinion, not someone else's. So I don't. I try to go against the grain. Uh, and not just kind of fall victim to what everyone else is doing. I love that. It's a fair point. It's a great debate. I'm curious, though, if the Bears do take a quarterback at one and Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone by the time they get to nine, who's the second-best wide receiver? Romo Dunze from Washington is my current number two. Him and Malik Neighbors are kind of the 2A and 2B, if you will. Uh, Dunze just brings a little bit more size. Uh, He had a contested catch rate of 75%. For those that don't follow those advanced metrics, it's something that is has been done maybe two or three times in the history of college football at, at the FBS, at the Power 5 conference level. And we're talking about someone that's 6'3", 215, is going to run a sub 4'4". Four four. He's going he's gonna to wow everyone at the combine, but he combines that with an actual receiver skill set that fits into any kind of offense, any kind of role. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to be there with the Bears' second first-round pick. But I do think that there's going to be a really good wide receiver available at that spot if that's where they want to wait. I'm curious. You, you know, I look at the way you have the quarterbacks going and, and where you have them going. And you, you have Jaden Daniels going ahead of Caleb Williams. And then uh, you got Drake May. And I believe you have Bo Nix at like 11. Bo Nix not having a great um, time down there at the Senior Bowl, right? Is he struggling everybody talking about him yeah it's a it's a tough eval for quarterbacks down here I mean these guys have the most to to acquire in such a short amount of time of all the players you know just a a new a new offensive system I mean these guys are almost never under center in college right Um, new players around them and you know the, the pass rush is constantly in their face it's a tough place to truly evaluate a quarterback I will say I, I, I'm hoping Bo Nix can turn things around today and, and in the game on Saturday. It hasn't been a great uh, week for him, but nothing down here with a quarterback is going to move the needle that much. You know, I mean, the stuff that truly moves the needle is behind the scenes, and that's in the interview rooms and, and the, the interaction with coaches, scouts, GMs. And, and Bo Nix, I mean, 61 career starts, dual threat, great arm, smart kid, battle-tested, has hit adversity and bounced back and come out on the other side uh, w- with a lot of assurance that he can handle some of the pressure of the NFL. And that's a lot of, of what we don't know about these guys coming out. I, I like the fact that him and Penix both have hit adversity and they came back stronger than ever. So, um, you know, how he practices right now and our guys dropping balls and running the right routes, a lot of miscommunication. You can't put it all on him but I do hope he can show his better side over the next day or two. What would move the needle in Chicago would be drafting a center, David. And I think Jackson <laughs> Jackson Powers Johnson down there has the eye of a lot of scouts, a lot of executives, and certainly a lot of Bears fans. What can you tell us about the Oregon center? Massive. He, he is 330 pounds, and he moves like he's 300. And it's rare. I mean, you, you go do a size profile of every starting NFL center – I think there's only two or three guys that weigh in that big, and I think Powers Johnson might be one of the best athletes uh, down here among all the offensive linemen. He just does it all. Uh, He hasn't lost a rep all week. I mean, some of the most important time down here are these one-on-one offensive line, defensive line matchups, and he is the one guy that has not lost a single rep. And he is in the first-round discussion now. He's the top offensive lineman here. If I had to create a list of the top three players, he's on it. Wow, that's, how? That is That's incredible. a huge jump. For a center. Yeah. It's extraordinary, yeah. right? 
Yeah, he's he's going he's going whoever drafts him is going to lock that spot in for the next decade. And I think he's a personality changer. He owns the point of attack. He can you know, my favorite part about him, uh, not to get too deep into the scouting realm, but every offensive lineman is going to get beat off the ball at some point. There's not a single one that doesn't. The best in the game, they get beat off the ball by I mean, these guys are now tasked with blocking the, the best athletes, the best combination of size, speed, power in the league. That's what teams are doing with the, with their pass rush. That's where they're putting the best athletes in high school, college. It's it's pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. And these guys get beat off the ball. And what you see with Powers Johnson that is rare at this point is he knows how to recover. He trusts his technique. He does not panic. He does not abandon. And he just he's got an anchor that is just unmovable. When he puts his feet in the ground, he gets his hands locked in. You're not beating him. That's great. I, I loved um... – you had uh, Jared Verse going number yeah. nine to the Bears, and and what I yep. loved about that is the way you described what Ryan Pace is looking for, and that mm-hmm. was certainly the case last year with mm-hmm. uh, with with a couple of the of the uh, of the fairly early defensive tackle picks, and and they they've worked out a little bit for the Bears. We'll see yeah. long term yeah. what that means. But can you tell us a little bit about uh, about why a guy like uh, like polls would would love a player like Verse. You know the the NFL is all about winning matchups. You're, it's all about creating a roster on both sides of the ball that other teams need to game plan around and, and against that they're really tough to match up against. You have Montez Sweat. You have your your bona fide true number one. You know Pro Bowl All Pro even caliber pass yep. rusher. Yep. The way to get the most out of those guys is to have other options along the defensive line. Um, you never, ever have enough pass rushers. And if you're a team that expects to be playing with a lead, and which is what the Bears are trying to gear up towards, no matter what they do in offense, they're, they're going to be playing with a lead. You know the opposing team, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. We're in a passing era of football. We need guys that can get quick, explosive pressure on a pass rusher. Now you have this Jervon Dexter kid who I'm telling you I think is is going to – he impressed a little bit as a rookie. I think you're just scratching the surface with what you have. So you have an interior force in him. You have the all-pro caliber in Montez Sweat. If you get that third weapon, you have something that is going to change the game. You change how uh, opposing offenses game plan against you. And that's the goal is make them adjust around you, not the other way around. Great stuff. Really, really appreciate it, David. We're gonna we're gonna wear you out before the draft happens. So. Appreciate the insights. Yeah, wonderful, tremendous. Stuff. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, have a good one. That's David uh, Sivertson from Our Lads. Again, OurLads.com. They have the best depth charts during the season. They do. They keep I mean, it updated. They keep it so it, updated. It, they're plugged it's in. Great. Yeah, and th- but they don't do anything better than what they're doing right now. I love it. I just love it, man. I, I, Even though you may not agree with their assessments no, no. or projections. I like that he's got his own mind yep. and is, is looking at it his own way. It's totally a different perspective, which is why it's awesome. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.